Oh, welcome back. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> welcome back, Cotter. Welcome back, Mace. Welcome back, OJ. <laughs> Everybody that left us, that came back to us. In grand fashion. Hell yeah. Yeah, welcome back, OJ, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah man. Watch God. Uh, Watch God's episode something. This is going to come out at a time. Soon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we back. Uh, it feels good to be back. I'm feeling uh, okay, I guess. Uh, you can still ain't caught the vid. Yeah, man, I'm vid free right now. You know, living our best life. Still avoiding my mom because, you know, I wanted to live and shit. I'm trying not to cash in on these. Uh, even though my mom don't give a fuck. Like, durable power of attorneys yet. Niggas, niggas trying not to cash in their inheritance yet. You know, trying to yeah. keep our parents alive. I talked to my pops today. He's doing all right. Yeah, I asked my uh my pops like, how you think I should play it, man? He's like, man. Your mom already going in public anyway, man. Do what you want to do, man. <laughs> like, well, yeah, right. if you haven't been doing it, check on your peoples. Yeah, man. Definitely check on your folks, man. And if you know, if you have feel some type of way about being around them because they're older. My mom actually has a, a weak immune system. So, uh, you know, my mom got lupus. Shout out to my mom. She's not listening, but shout out to her. <laughs> y'all see her Tell her draft shit What's up <laughs> Y'all see her do me B You know <laughs> you what know? I'm saying <laughs> But nah uh, Yeah so uh, You know I have been uh, Trepidatious As far as uh, You know what I'm saying My, Washing uh, your hands it, it, yeah. An exorbitant amount of times Yeah Trying to take uh, Yeah take time To just wash my hands Extra just because You know what I mean I still want to see my folks. But yeah, man, shout out to everybody dealing with this vid shit. I really honestly don't give a fuck, but uh, we're going to get into the reason why I don't give a fuck later. Um, It'll probably about to be one of our first topics, but yeah, we'll get to it. We start every episode with a watch moment. I'm going to go ahead and just go first while it's on my mind. So I was like talking to one of my homies the other day. Maybe it was, I think it was last night. And uh, I'm telling him like how... It'd be hard for me to drink liquor because that shit keep me up at night. And I just felt so washed as I said it. It's just <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man. I remember when I wouldn't even consider that to be a thing. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe it's night. I'm going to be up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't ever even remember that being a thing. Like, where we're slip, we're, we're sleep right, like meant something to me. So, uh, yeah, man. Keep it short and sweet. Like, like uh, sleep means something. Like it's also it's probably the most important thing like thing that happens in my it's day. It's a highlight now. Yeah, like I'm looking for sure. forward to it. Yeah, I'm like, boy, I'm about to get some good ass sleep tonight. It's boy. like it's like <laughs> it's like get off work, mm -hmm. eat, sleep, mm -hmm. contemplate not going in. Uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna smoke some weed in between there, and uh, apparently drink wine. So here I am drinking wine uh, because I don't really drink a lot of liquor. I mean, I do. Let's get it twisted. Niggas like listen to this shit like, but that nigga, what? Y'all just rep Bacardi Boys yeah, last podcast. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> that podcast, I didn't sleep. Just for y'all to know, man. It was a terrible night. So, uh, yeah, man. I was like, damn, I'm large, bro. I be caring about the things I do and shit. Yeah. Will for the hit this podcast and be like, I told you, niggas. Yeah. This nigga been drinking wine for like, Two months, man. I've been calling him a girlfriend. I don't know which one. 
Um, Tracy Ellis Ross, a dark skinned chick. I used to have a crush on dark skinned chick. Dark-skinned yeah, man. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've been calling him and my girlfriends just because these niggas been drinking wine every week. And now you kind of join the fold. Yeah, man. I think if you actually go you go deep enough into this alcoholic shit, it's like, man, I still got a function and shit, bro. Yeah. And then you gotta choose whether you're gonna be an alcoholic or like a functioning person. So uh I think it's like that with diet too. Uh, I got shamed just by a nigga telling me about his lifestyle as far as like eating habits. And I'm just kind of like, man, I remember I used to be this kind of nigga, like care about shit. I think I'm trailing off in, in my later years just because I'm turning into one of them niggas that don't give a fuck. But it'll bounce back. I work in cycles. Like it was a point in time when I thought, man, I'll never care about. Like, health the way I see so-and-so care about it. Sure enough, like, jogging every day, eating different, trying different workouts and shit like that. But now it's just, like, the overall, the pattern I'm in right now just requires me to have a lot of things to look forward to because my day is just owned by somebody else. So in turn, I just spend my free time just trying to decompress. Yeah, for sure. Self-medicate, shit like that. But, I mean, shout out to everybody who's uh staying healthy, trying to stay fit. I've definitely been taking a lot more vitamins, paying attention to my immune system just because of the current state of affairs. But as far as, like, working out, man, work is like a workout. So I don't really be trying to be trepidatious. <laughs> <laughs> the word of the day. Yeah. Put that on your goddamn calendar, man. Whatever day this is. Or your tombstone, nigga, depending yeah, on man. how the life go. That's but yeah. <laughs> no, trepidatious, man. man. I think diet would be an easy fix just because, like I said, work be a workout. If I just change the way I eat, I could probably have more energy, feel better. Like Mornings are starting to get... That's a wash moment. Mornings be rough. Morning, Morning is when I'm at my most washed. Yeah, I just don't like the feeling of feeling tired, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's all wall shit. I feel 70 years old, even like giving that whole... Uh, Spiel. Baliloquy. Baliloquy. <laughs> 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 all right. All right, my watch moment probably tags yours. Yeah. Mm, jumps the top rope. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> beats his chest. Yeah, yeah, bit of flying elbow. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, people's, yeah. The people's elbow. Leg drop. <laughs> but yeah, my um, my watch moment is like, there's a particular guy. Like we got a checkpoint at work. It's like a little guard house where you got to go through, and they wind you down, make sure you ain't steal shit. Um, I seen a white boy get arrested for stealing iPhones, and he was dressed like a black kid. And I just felt, I mean, yeah, I felt, I felt kind of. I was like, man, they was really treating him respectfully, which is why I was kind of like, I was a little upset, but I was like, man, at least it ain't one of us. But anyway, um, this old dude who works security in there, he always had the coolest shit to say, man. Like, and I think I think it's funny because it always catch you off guard because he say shit with a straight face, and I think that the the candor of an old nigga who just Seen enough, yeah. He just seen enough to just say whatever. Like he quick with it. It's not even like he quick with it. It's just like I've been here before. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) so I'm going through. I'm going through the checkpoint, and they got hand sanitizers at each door. And uh, he like uh, 
I'm sanitizing my hands, and I go like, man, damn, this shit's strong as fuck. Say, like, hell yeah, it's got golden grain, bro. Straight golden grain in that bitch. <laughs> old I, nigga. I cracked up, bro, because I was like, man, I need to be one of them old niggas that's quick with it and just got got something right there in the cuff. <laughs> like, I, I need to have an answer for everything. It's a good getaway, bro, because I feel like almost like, like stay black is a... I'm yeah. signing off. It's an exclamation mm-hmm. point on the conversation. Mm-hmm. I can just walk away after that. Yeah, I can old see niggas, Old niggas who smart are the masters of it. They're not going to argue with you. They're not going to go back yeah. and forth. They're going to say what they got to say. And you might not even know they said it if you wasn't listening. And and then it will be like, even if you had something to say, it'd whatever they so said. Yeah. <laughs> like, like one day he said some shit. I was like, damn, I got to add this to the repertoire when I get old. But I was like, what's good, bro? How you? He was like, shit, man. If I had your hand, I'd cut mine off. I was like, shit. <laughs> I don't even know what that means for real, but... Uh, I mean, he, he, it, it means some shit. I looked at both my hands. <laughs> I was like, damn. Nigga don't want your hand, B. And I think he loved... <laughs> What's so funny about it? <laughs> What's so funny about it is he got... Shout out to my nigga, man. I don't know his name, but this nigga is really cool, man. It's a... It's a <laughs> I'm excited to see this nigga at Checkpoint. But he got a DJ Paul, man. So that's mm-hmm. what made it even funnier, Ooh, bro. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Shit, if I had your hand, I'd cut mine off. Yeah. Shout out DJ Paul. Man, I just seen this nigga in the uh, I Don't Give a Fuck video when they were doing, uh, I guess, the prelims for this Lil John T Pain beat, beat battle, battle, which yeah. is happening now. Yeah, shout out to everybody who's watching the beat battle right now. Uh, I seen niggas jump on T Pain head because he uh, played a song he did with R. Kelly. Yeah, I seen niggas jump down on uh, Lil John because. He started talking about no vaccinations. These <laughs> <laughs> are strange days, boy. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, you people and your celebrities, man. But yeah, anyway, uh, my wash moment is uh, looking forward to being washed. Yeah, further. Saying, saying slick shit. Yeah. Uh, what else? What, what you got on the docket? Uh, first of all, man, I I like the. Shout out to Tax Tone, man. I feel like the only reason I kind of am as deep in the podcasting is, or in the podcast universe as I am now is, number one, probably because of Draft, just telling me, like, yo, you should listen to yada, yada, yada. But I remember you specifically mentioning Tax Tone. And uh, yeah, Tax Tone was a big, yeah. A lot of great interviews. <laughs> a great moments. A lot of confrontation. I remember him being the first thing on Breakfast Club. That I was like, bro, I don't know who this is, man, but... I need to find out. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw remember. his breakfast club. It was one of those breakfast clubs where they interviewed somebody who you were like, I'm only watching this because it's breakfast club. I don't know who the fuck this is, but I just watched somebody I already knew who's dropping the album, like the quintessential interviewee on breakfast club. And then now this one's up next and I'm just watching it. I'm like, yeah, this thing's funny as fuck. <laughs> I honestly don't know how I found Taxstone, but I remember watching his shit early on because I remember he... He had Pee Wee Kirkland early on, on there, and just had he used to just have OGs from his hood on his mm-hmm. podcast, and that's what I really fuck with him. But Brooklyn Tidal Wave, yeah. I remember the podcast with Brooklyn Tidal Wave. If y'all don't know who that is, it's like that chick who was a uh, yeah. I guess it was asking about uh if if she knew ISIS, and she was like, no fuck ISIS, fuck Trump, like. Like I get Jay Z, we we from Brooklyn. I'm from the home oh, Biggie. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> in the streets, the interview, and she just going off. I think Tax Tone had her on the podcast yeah, and man. interviewed her. Uh, Even the Joe Biden shit was funny. The yeah. Beanie Siegel shit. Yeah, 
Like he did a lot of good interviews. Yeah, uh, I used to fuck with his shit because it was a uh, very like uncensored, unfiltered. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, probably one of the most honest. Yeah, like he was he was like a street nigga Patrice. Yeah, for sure. It's like a black Philip but hood. Yep, exactly. Like black Philip for the streets. Yeah, but uh, anyway, Taxone like recently posted a whole little soliloquy. For those that don't know, Taxone is currently locked up. Uh, we won't get into the details of the case. Yeah, man. He was a Not podcast. like we involved, but he was yeah. a podcaster. Either who, way, I don't want to talk on the main yeah. case because I fuck with tax. But it, either way, uh, <clears throat> he's he, currently in jail. Um, he 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 does have people tweeting for him. Uh, I've seen his Twitter active on like a few posts prior, but recently he posted a letter um, from, I guess, what would be his notes or someone's notes. Uh, basically talking about what's going on in Rikers Island during this uh, pandemic. And he made a lot of points that, in a, in a couple podcasts previous, we I described, I think, or maybe in a personal conversation we were having, COVID is kind of like, or the fact that this pandemic is like sweeping the world, it kind of feels like if it was orchestrated, it'd be kind of an iceberg. Like you kind of, you're kind of wiping off people who can't keep up in society. And I didn't think about it from the from the aspect of people who are in jail. You kind of don't have you don't have a say in what happens to you. And if, and if somebody's not speaking for you, nobody on the outside is necessarily going to be obligated to care. And also the only thing that hit me when the, the whole like hysteria started to like run rampant is but like our 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 uh, our system isn't designed to stop, so like mm. you know what I'm saying for every jail not to be infested <clears throat> with COVID right now is kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and, and some of the points he brought out in the letter make a lot of good sense. He was like, "All right, technically none of us should be getting sick if it's already out there. It's airborne, but most of the time people are getting coming in contact with it either through somebody who already has it." Sneezes or but you got probation officers going and coming and going. Pro- like it's it's all like it's wardens. all these correctional officers yeah. coming in and yeah, out. Correction. They're not having. Sorry. They're not provided masks and they aren't allowed to wear masks. Is what he's saying. What they're saying. Uh, people have had visits, I guess, within the last two weeks, but haven't had uh, any testing done. There are people in there who are sick. They said they're not giving them any sanitizers, no uh, antibacterial soaps. There's been no improvement on the But also it's jail, so shit. like none of that shit surprises me at all. You know what I mean? It shouldn't, but at the same time, it does convey an idea that, all right, if people are going to be at risk, these people are going to be the most at risk. Not to mention the fact that so a lot of these people aren't charged yet. These are just people who happen to get locked up and are awaiting trial. They're not, they haven't been proven guilty or innocent yet. So if you contract a disease in jail... You get your in subpar conditions. They may not test you until last minute. You're gonna have subpar medical attention. You pretty much caught a death sentence for what may have been something that would have been taken to trial. Possibly. No, very likely. No, I mean it's probably, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, depending on what where you stand with it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, but uh, I definitely like urge everybody to like go to Tax Zone's Twitter and actually read over the whole little message he left. But I don't know, man. All this COVID shit is crazy um, right now. 
I think it, I think it says a lot. Of, the way people are handling it, I think, says the, a lot about where we are as a society. Like I'm, I'm listening to another podcast where this shit low key feels like a, a panic button that somebody can just hit. Anything. Feels like we're stuck in the Orson Welles book. Yeah, it just don't feel like. It. For me, it's just like I don't, I don't know, man. I feel like even if. I don't know. I, I don't want to be that guy, but man, like even if smallpox is going around, like I feel like it would be a, a better way to this for this to be handled that would probably make more like logical sense. Like the whole idea that we all go into the same grocery stores, but people still go to grocery stores. Like the cashiers aren't being tested. <laughs> the people who are bringing the food aren't, aren't being, being tested. tested. Like. No one's test the boxes and shit. I mean, I know they're telling people to spray, spray packages and all that, but it's just like I don't think I think it, I anybody think it, would have a foolproof plan. So it's just like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, really, it's a good time to revisit Absol's control systems. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I, I don't want to even be that guy. So, but yeah, it's too late now. Nah. <laughs> you already, you already jumped I, out there. Nah, man, I didn't say nothing. But you just, you know, I, I just say be logical about it. I think the best advice I get anybody is just turn your TV off and live in the world yeah. and see where that takes you. Just turn your TV off. No, don't you, even try. Just don't even you, formulate now, a thought based on anything. Just formulate the thoughts based on the things you see on a daily basis. For me, if a pandemic was running around, I feel like I could go outside and see it. I know somebody with it, you know. And Everything think, wouldn't be just like, yo, they said this is happening right now. You know, anytime I hear the news right now, it's like someone saying they said. I think like, you need to use common sense. What I was going to say is like. I think life is common sense, but he, that's a little deeper, you know. He, uh, if, you're outside, if you're outside every day and you don't see anybody who, who exhibits abnormal behavior or like body language based on them being sick. You kind of just got to move accordingly. I feel like it does kind of showcase where we are as a society as far as... Like, I mean, the only abnormal behavior I've seen has been people doing shit based on what they've seen on TV. Assumptions. Yeah. And I think that's the issue that I have with... Like, it's no extra coughs running around. Nobody's coughing more than they usually do in allergy season that I've seen. Yeah. And, and I'm out And it's inopportune day. because it yeah. is in the middle of allergy season. I, I was and saying, it, hey, you're having a runny, we're having a runny nose nowadays. The new nigga. Like, you kind of, everybody gets judged abnormally based on the fact that people who think irrationally are just going to overreact in any setting, but especially in a state of panic. Yeah, man. Everybody just, you know, be safe, man. Do your thing, I guess. Have you noticed, like, a concentration of police activity lately? I mean, yeah. It's weird because I'm hearing in other states they're suspending, uh, I guess, (sighs) police aren't coming out for calls that aren't violent. But I see police here in Atlanta pulling over people left and right every day. And it almost looks like in certain places, like major highways, they're like posting up. I guess in in preparation for like the curfew. Like I think wasn't it when we was coming back from the studio they was parked out there on the highway? I don't know. They out there. I don't know. I'm not out there like that, so I don't know how don't know. often they be that out happens. there, man. Well, it's I'm, weird, man. I'm gonna it, stay alive, man. It's whatever, man. Y'all do what y'all doing. <laughs> I'm saying I've said enough. 
Alright. <laughs> I was gonna say that shit more. Dude no. was nervous anyway. Yeah, I don't wanna talk about the shit, man. Just live in the world, man. That's all I tell people. Live in the world. It's easier to live in the world than live through the TV screen. Man. I don't oh. wanna be that I don't wanna be conspiracy brother. Conspiracy brother always gets killed. <laughs> or he dies magically and shit. Uh, the other topic, R.I.P. Nipsey. <laughs> the other topic I we probably should have touched on first was uh was it March 30th, Bill Withers passed away. Uh, we just mentioned, uh, maybe two podcasts ago, uh, documentaries, like shit you should probably watch. By yeah, here. still, Bill, it's a great documentary. You should definitely watch it. Even more so, I got to like triple down on it now, just because I mentioned it before. Like I said, yeah. nigga's definitely one of my favorite artists of all time. As soon as I heard the news, started going through joints. R.I.P. Bill Withers, man. He was 81 years old. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it was, heart complications. Yeah, it was heart complications. It wasn't. It didn't have anything to do with COVID. Yeah, I, I, I was scared. That's what it was gonna be. I'm like, man, goddamn, man. Me too. All the real niggas, man. I was like, yeah, now it's real. It's too real. It wouldn't have been real. He's black. <laughs> he's black for me. Like, well, they killed niggas like they killed flies. Nigga. What's wild about that they day said, was kill was someone that white. Then my only thing about the bed is kill <laughs> someone white. Brother. <laughs> Kill someone white important, and then I'll give a fuck. You better kill somebody like Tom Cruise. Like, bring me the bat. That's my bring me the bat. <laughs> but uh, man, like, even if you kill me, I won't believe it. I could be on my deathbed and be like, nope. My point had nothing to do with uh, Anyway, all right, yeah. Bill But after that day, you yeah. told me Bill Withers passed away. I was like, damn. I was still going through Bill, uh, Bill Withers' joints. And, uh, April 1st is Gil Scott Heron's birthday. And you mentioned the documentary, Who is Gil Scott Heron? And I was like, damn, like, another watch moment. I felt like all my heroes are falling out the sky. Like, all, yeah. all of them. Bill yeah. Withers was low-key a real nigga. Yeah, uh, yeah, I sure. felt like... For sure. If any, like, that's... The, the approach to music in the industry and, that he had, like, working a job, it's really where most artists, shit, us... Are now like working a job, still trying to work on, but music having in the spare time wherewithal to be, you know, for everybody who hasn't seen the documentary to for for him to be like, oh yeah, I leave this shit. Yeah, like I don't care enough about trying to be in the major music system to like do what y'all want to do with my music. So, mm-hmm. you know, I feel like that's a story that needs to be told a thousand times, just cause like you know, a lot of the times right now. Niggas be broke, man. Niggas be trying to take that deal for whatever. But it's like, if you really got something to say in your music, man. It's art, man. A lot of times that shit be priceless. They'll paint you into a corner just because you're desperate. Yeah. And you end up making music for all the wrong reasons. And yeah. I think he was one of the I mean, that's one of the, the pillars of, of independent thought when it came down to your approach to your craft. And I also talked about how... Well, I guess I didn't say this on the pod. I think I was talking to somebody with, about how all the now all the production companies find the talent because record labels wouldn't take a chance. So you know you have a Kendrick through TDE, mm-hmm. you know even Cole is through Rock Nation subsidiary label type thing. So, but back then it took a lot of balls to step out on there and just believe on your talent because there wasn't a lot of subsidiary labels that would scoop you up. So he really got signed to Motown anyway. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, man. R.I.P. Bill Withers, man. man this shit kind of hurt, man. Uh, seeing his death because he's always one of the martyrs. I always stood by. Um, yeah, R.I.P. Bill Withers. 
we talked about this, I think, uh, on the podcast we had to get rid of, but I figured it was good enough to kind of double back on. I was talking about how I keep hearing white people, a lot of people, but use fuckboy in conversation. And it just seems like it can't, It became popular out of nowhere. I remember having had, hearing somebody define it as like somebody who uses like sex like a drug, like basically somebody who is a sex addict. I'm like yeah, that doesn't that's not the definition of fuckboy at all. Yeah. But that I know. feel like I feel like fuckboy is a derivative of fuck nigga, which I feel like is in Atlanta slang no, no, or somebody who ain't, is, but that's all who ain't shit. You just a fuck nigga. <laughs> gentrification of words, you know what I mean? It just right. is what it is. Like like even And it's like it's But that's just like this is like rap as a whole. Yeah, if it if it becomes something like like cat like cap is another one of those words I feel like got super gentrified. But it's just black people who, you know, are famously known for giving the culture away for absolutely no reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just another it's a story oldest time. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's what it is. I, I don't I and like I'm in the beast. <laughs> Make it any less valid. You right. Carry on. <laughs> Everything has a beginning and shit. Fuck. But yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I remember uh, back in my Wonder Gears, uh, I was about to uh, <laughs> fuck this little white chick randomly from Tinder, and I remember her little caption was like, "No fuck boys allowed." That was like my first encounter of like, and this is like five or six years ago. So. Like, that's why it didn't shock me as much, you know what I mean? Just like, oh, yeah, I'm so deep in this shit. It's like, I'm just used to it. Like, I'm used to black culture just being culture. Yeah. I think I think it's just... I see people complain about dances and things like that. And I'm like, man, everything, everything that we do, yeah. everything we do for the most part ends up becoming... But at the same time, for someone to say that... It's good. Come on, man. Niggas give that shit away. It's not like yeah, it's true. Nobody's taking it. Niggas give it away. Give it the fuck away. The first thing niggas do is hop on the internet and do some shit. Remember when dances were just in the club mm-hmm. and you really had to be there and shit. Mm-hmm. And like for a nigga to teach you, he had to be taught by somebody that was like really some street language. Yeah, I'm looking at. I'm looking on Twitter. And remember and when slang how, was like that? They talking about how the pool palace. And the walk it out were the same dance, and I was like, it's, I was like, it was regional. Get, yeah. You from here, yeah, you know, yeah, it was regional. No, yeah. The east side shit was walk it out, and, the, and, uh, because, and then the, the pool, pool palace, palace was yeah. the west side shit because the pool palace was on the west side. Like, but that's when shit was culture, and now culture is Twitter. Yeah, there's no more nuance. Like yeah. you don't know. That's why cap. You don't, it's not. That's it's why not, New York niggas say cap. Yeah, you 100 percent right. Because like shit is starting the streets. And then just gravitate to everywhere. It'd be a street internet nigga that'll take it in the in the midpoint. And then once that hits, and, mm-hmm. you know, you throw that shit under the right fight clip. Yeah, boy, 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 boy. All right. Apparently, Sean has a playlist for niggas. So we'll wait on that, man. Yeah. I, I let me go through my um my movie list first. Uh, I had a list of movies uh, that I felt like. Very reminiscent of the sign of the times. I've named this category vids for the vid. I was proud of that. I'm not as proud of it now. 
Um, Better keep that shit at five, man. <laughs> it's five. <laughs> it's a solid five too. I was proud of it. I was proud. I was more proud of my list than I was of the name. Anyway, first one. All of them have to do with the end of the world to some degree. Um, there are some parallels between the the topics or plot lines with what's going on now. I go through some of it, but yeah, the first one is the Fifth Element. Directed by Luc Besson. I guess that's how you say his name. He's French. Um, I don't think I've ever seen that. Fifth Element's a good movie. Uh, I've seen pieces of it. Bruce Willis. I just know Chris Tucker was Chris gay. Chris Tucker. Yeah. yeah. He wasn't gay. He was just like, yeah. he, he was a hipster nigga. He was a hipster nigga now. Like, pretty much. I don't know. I don't know. I've been called a hipster. I never wore a tutu. Yeah, I'm not asking you. I'm not saying <laughs> you. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Shout out to hipsters. But uh, but he was fucking bitches in the in the movie as well, yeah. He was a hipster nigga. <laughs> from Atlanta, man. <laughs> and he from Atlanta. <laughs> oh man. Well, but, yep. I'm out. <laughs> huh? <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, Fifth Element. Uh, Luke Perry had a cameo in it. Um, really good movie. Uh, for those niggas who for all y'all hipster niggas. Nah, I'm just fucking around. Uh, no disrespect, man. I swear it's all said in jest. But Jean Paul got the uh, Jean Paul Gaultier. I can never say that shit in one take. But Jean Paul Gaultier did all the costume design. And if you remember it, because <laughs> Chris Tucker had a lot of shit going on, leopard print bodysuits, all this weird shit. But all that shit was Jean Paul Gaultier, which I thought was pretty dope. But a good movie had to do with the end of the world. Um, what's that nigga name? Tiny, the nigga who played Debo, his president. So he was like the first Obama, also a legendary aspect of this movie. Yeah, R.I.P. Did he die? Yeah. He did die. Damn. Yeah. yeah. It, I don't remember his name, but R.I.P. No, Mark, Michael Clark Duncan died. I think he's still no, alive. he's dead, bro. Debo dead? Yeah, he's dead. We got to fact check this nigga. he used this, to be nigga. a wrestler and shit. I remember everybody going through it because I didn't even know he used to be a wrestler. Damn. All right. R.I.P. listening. R.I.P. R.I.P. Debo, man. Yeah. Uh, Next movie. <laughs> 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 not for real. R.I.P. Debo, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a joke, <laughs> but it's it's funny. Uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. I think it came out in 2017. <sighs> this movie scared the shit out of me because I always figured at one point, like now we're all inside. I'm seeing videos on the internet of animals <laughs> invading cities. Rats running around free on Bourbon Street because nobody's outside. Goats and whales running through the streets just looking for food. It's all this random shit going on in Asia. Oh, whales are <laughs> Whales. No, nah, whales England, bro. Oh, oh all right. <laughs> this whales. dope motherfucker, man. <laughs> this nigga said whales are running through the streets, man. <laughs> it's Atlantis, bro. <laughs> They've been raping women and shit, bro. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, World for the Planet of the Apes uh, is a movie about what happens when humans catch the disease in the previous movie called the Simian Flu. It came from primates that were tested for some vaccination or they were being vaccinated with this uh, chemical or medicine that was supposed to help Alzheimer's. And it ended up turning into this weird flu that ended up killing a bunch of people. But in, in primates, it made them extremely smart. 
So the one that they first injected it with just ends up teaching all the other primates how to move, function, organize, think as a unit, all this other shit. And then you end up war for the planet of the apes. It's only a small selection of humanity left. It's all usually just uh, young people. The life expectancy is something like low, like 32 or like, so the oldest people are usually in charge. It's a really, really dope movie. Once you get past the ridiculousness of have niggas having to fight with monkeys, <laughs> but uh, it's I feel like it's a it's a it's again a remake and it's a really solid remake and they just kind of elaborated on the story and made it current. Um, but yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes, third movie. I felt like this should have probably been on a quarantine movie list because a lot of people haven't seen it. The older I get, the more I realize like. Have you noticed how like the style of movies have changed? You you kind of only can get good dialogue from like Quentin Tarantino's, the Martin Scorsese's, like people who come from like the '90s era. But if you're going to see Fast and the Furious, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> or, or any of them, <laughs> like you getting this canned dialogue. It's almost the same way we discussed the difference between I think, comic uh, book movies and comic book shows. Like the it's on you see a gap between the eras as far as the way movies are written. But yeah, anyway, my point is Terminator Two. Terminator Two was a dope action film. Um it was a good combination of CGI and actual action. Like you outside of the Fast and Furious films for real, there aren't too many video, movies where you see niggas blowing shit up, like cars flipping, all that kind of shit. And I think the nineties were known for that. Especially the yeah. Hollywood era movies. All those movies had large explosions. Like yeah. They would have big movie sets where they're flipping cars, driving through buildings. That was just a part of it. And when you saw the trailer, you saw a helicopter fly out of a, a tunnel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you were like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to see Born Identity <laughs> Supremacy. <laughs> like, sure. I got to go see it. Just because a helicopter flew through a tunnel. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. But yeah, Terminator 2 was, I think, the... The Alpha and Omega for that type of movie. Um, really good storyline. Also about the destruction of the world. Um, one of the things they talked about or theories that they had uh, as far as Bill Gates' involvement with COVID-19. Here I go being a conspiracy brother. But they were saying like he had been talking about his next endeavor wouldn't, wouldn't be so much tech, but funding the uh, development of treatments for diseases because he felt like a pandemic was going to be the next. He wants to solve human problems. And the next major human problem was going to be uh, a global pandemic. I think it was done in like 2017 or 18. It was the interview he had. Um, I'm not going to speak uh, definitively about it. But yeah, it happened. Uh, and uh, I think he, I saw some clip. It was probably clickbait, but part of the development they wanted to do was vaccinations that came with a chip so that way it would monitor basically whether or not you had the disease or not and this is kind of like Skynet like Skynet was the indoctrination of all these human beings with chips that allowed machines to monitor them and decided that they were too big of an issue and just waged war <laughs> but it's a just dope just be clear Bill Gates I didn't agree to none of this yeah, fuck Bill Gates. <laughs> he rich, man. <laughs> I'm not speaking on the vid, man. No more, man. But yeah, man. Um, 
I think Terminator 2 is probably my my favorite like action movie and outside of the Matrix end of the world topic movie or or genre movie. But yeah, Terminator 2 is my third fourth. I don't think a lot of people have seen this. Um Children of Men. It's got Clive Owen and um some other chick in it. She's really she a white lady. Very unattractive, but they keep putting her in the movie. I think it's Julian Ann Moore or some shit like that. I fuck with Julianne Moore. Oh, I just dislike Julianne Moore. I don't know why. She's a great actress, but I just hate looking at her face. Yeah, what about her face? You a different type of nigga. Mm. All right. But yeah, uh, I agree. <laughs> Children <laughs> of Men is a movie about um, basically people stop reproducing. And I don't know if it's like a disease, but you're, the movie starts when the world is basically taking, it's taking a turn and class is based on age. So people who are the youngest are usually the most privileged they have because they, they know they're going to be running the world. So they're, they're the most affluent um, and they also have the most monetary like gain because like, they just have the opportunity to make all the money. And then the older you are, the less people care about you, society basically they don't, it's like they put, they, they deem you as undesirable and you kind of left the fend for yourself. Um, and at some point the youngest person dies and it kind of sends the stock market into a spin, like the economy so fragile. So there, there are all these factions of militias, so to speak, that are trying to overthrow the government because the older you get, like I said, you kind of don't have shit. And, uh, Somewhere in one of these little militia factions, there's this there's this seed that they're hiding. They're hiding this seed, and they're talking about exposing it to, I guess, the media of some sort. So, in order to overthrow the government, and it ends up being this girl who's pregnant. So, there's going to be another what they call Omega. These Omegas are like, spoiler alert, but these Omegas are like the youngest people in the world. People who can basically make decisions for everybody else who has to live their life in poverty. Uh, and I thought about it from the standpoint of that's kind of what's going on now. Like there's a disease out there that's killing basically people who can't cut it. It's really kind of like Darwinism. It feels like if you're too old, you kind of get pushed off to the side. And this, this disease, if you're deemed undesirable, like we talked about the tax tone shit earlier, if you're in prison, it, you basically are given a death sentence. Um, possibly. Possibly. <laughs> uh, but uh, in the the movie itself has a whole lot of scenes that don't necessarily connect. I, I found out it was a book. It was published in 1992 first. Uh, most of my favorite movies come from really good books that I've never heard of. And I end up going back and at least glimpsing at, if not reading. Um, but Fight Club was one of those movies. But... Uh, the book has aspects of like them being a war going on with feminist factions because women want to get pregnant, but they can't. And so based on the fact that people are just getting older and older and dying off, like the, the desire for women to be pregnant is just like the, it's like, it's like the new oil. So they're fighting over the opportunity for fertilization, essentially. But yeah, it's a dope movie. You should check it out. I don't know who directed it. I think they're famous too. Probably got a list of good shit. Uh, my last movie on a lighter note 
is this is the end. It's been a while since I've seen this shit, which is why I kind of added it to the list. Um, yeah. All-star cast of pretty much anybody who's been in a Judd Apatow film. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much everybody. And yeah. Rihanna. And Rihanna. Yeah. yeah. Matthew Sarah has an amazing, an amazing character. He's only in it for like five minutes. But yeah, Matthew Sarah was a dope role. Um, yeah, this is the end. It's got a lot of little cool, funny moments. It's not the best Judd Apatow movie. It's not but, at but all. It is fitting for what's yeah, going on. Yeah, I hated the Backstreet Boys the ending. Yeah, that shit was terrible. Um, but but he's known for that too. Though. Yeah, it's not the first time. But yeah, this is the end. It was always a good movie. If you haven't seen it, you definitely should see it. Um, it's definitely a fun movie to watch too. Yeah, if you ain't got shit to do, if you're stuck in the house. Roll one up, man. It's, yeah, it's a fun watch. It, it's it's almost like a pothead movie. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. But Draft kind of put me on the spot and uh, made me put together a playlist. Um, I had it done the same night, man. I did kind of feel like I was left out. Draft low-key been having a lot of dope musical choices. A lot of them kind of inspired the shit that I put on this list, but I think it was... From what I think you probably, from what you mentioned on the pod, last podcast and the rest of the stuff I think you have, I think we got a good balance, like of what, what, what I've been listening to over the past three to four months. Yeah, yeah, I just picked some of my favorite songs. I just, you know, I went, I went with the balance of both. Some of my favorite songs and some of the shit I've been listening to that I fuck with right now. My favorite songs overall and my favorite songs right now. Um, but yeah. I've got I've got it uh, on iTunes. I'm probably gonna try to put one on Spotify as well. I got uh, "Roses" from Kanye West. I got "Maybe" by N.E.R.D. First of all, "Roses" from Kanye West is also built with a sample. I put that shit first just cause I I wanted to hear "Rosie" on iTunes and couldn't find it. Had to go to YouTube, and I was like, man, this was such a good Kanye song. Lay Registrate, we'll, we'll probably do our Kanye albums in order because I've been asking my friends that shit. We should do a podcast where we do our Kanye albums in order and break it down. But who knows? Anyway, but yeah. Uh, shout out to Ye. <laughs> big shout out to Ye, man. I, I drop I drop a lot of Ye bars in daily conversation for effect. Uh, but yeah, uh, first one is... Uh, Love of the Egg. Roses, Kanye West. I accidentally played the second one. Uh, which is what you heard. I hope we don't get snatched. But maybe from NERD. Um, this was probably my favorite NERD song. I It's a lot of good ones. I got a lot of honorable mentions. But I go back to this one. Anytime I, I take a break from NERD, the first song I want to go back to and listen to is this one. Um, I remember hearing the story about NERD, like their first album, In Search Of. They dropped it, and motherfuckers who were familiar with the Neptune's music through, like, Noriega or other hip-hop artists fucking hated it. And they got so many bad reviews that it took them forever to drop another one. Meanwhile, it's all these people who really fuck with it, who were really, like, pubbing the album and playing it. And I, I don't know if it... I don't want to say it was a petition, but ba- basically, they dropped another album and saw, like, a renowning resurgence in everybody who fucked with, like, Neptune's or NERD. Like, they got all the fanfare that they were looking for in the first album. So the second album, I feel like they kind of went in. Fly or Die was like their their late registration to me. Like it was when they kind of found a groove. You knew what to kind of expect from, for at least for people who are really fans of NERD. This was kind of like their their peak to me. Um, but yeah, maybe it's probably my my favorite NERD song. 
Second song I got, a lot of Midwest niggas. Gold Watch, Lupe. Um, I thought about this song when you were talking about picking music from an era. Like it, a lot of this shit, I feel like dates me. Listening to the shit he was talking about. This, if we ever get to talk to Lupe, I gotta ask him if this ends up being his hip hop or if he went into this song trying to turn it into a rap version of. You be like Lupe are kind of like the beginning and the end of, end of streetwear. Yeah, like if he meant it to be a um, rap version of these are a few of my favorite things. Like I forgot who did that. Was that Nat King Cole? Was it? I have to look it up. But it really feels like he was going in it, going into it with a blueprint, like a direction. Everything falls together in a specific order. I like verses that are structured the same way and you just use different words. It's this, it's Gold Watch and Freddie Gibbs BFK. Like those are two songs where it's like they're structured the same way. He just took different words. The flow is still the same, the pattern. Yeah. Like all of that shit is really, really I feel like That's high level like rap Nicks. shit. Nicks yeah. By Freddie Gibbs. Nicks is another yeah. one. Um but yeah. I also have Carefree by Mick Jenkins. I think that's probably uh, my favorite song this year. I've gone through the project. This is still the standout. Um, I really fuck with Mick Jenkins. He always has something I can always take and add to another Mick Jenkins song. Like I feel like he's one of those compiled artists where I got favorites enough now to put together like a whole playlist of your shit. So shout out Mick. Uh, the next song I got is Situations. By Freddie Gibbs and Madlib. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of Midwest niggas. So far, I got Chicago. I guess uh, NERD is South. That's Virginia. But Chicago <laughs> and Gary. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can say, I can't say enough about Bandana. It's probably still my favorite album of the year. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh... <laughs> Situations. One of my favorite albums of all time, man. You know, it's just. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't argue that statement. I. I, I think Freddie Gibbs is kind of my probably my favorite art. Like anytime I talk about my top five artists, I think we were supposed to do top five rappers, but uh, I was looking over that list and I was like, man, like I kind of got to throw him on there just because my list always consists of people that I feel like are dope, but nobody's ever gonna say nobody's ever in in a public setting. Nobody's ever gonna champion as the greatest rappers of all time. And I kind of want to ruffle a motherfucking feathers when I give you my top five because you're going to have to prove to me that these artists aren't. Yeah, my top five is pretty pretty cliche, but we'll do another episode. Um, yeah. Yeah, my shit's pretty cliche. Um, like, like my my joints were surprised anyway. Those are the only ones I felt like the need to explain. I like I got... Draft only did five on his. I could let y'all live, but the rest are pretty basic. Uh, I got knowledge. That's all we can do. Um, off his 1988 project that just dropped. I got You Ain't Got a Lot to Kick It. Um, mostly because I feel like that's my that's my overall mood right now. Um, it had been like that for this, and this is one of my favorite songs song off the Pimple Butterfly. I know Vince had been talking to me recently about how I fried this album. I didn't. I just over over uh, the arc of Kendrick's albums. Like this is my this is just on the bottom. You know what I mean? But it's a dope album. I fuck with it. If I had to, to I, I don't remember anything else that came out 
around that time period other than um, Sway by No Worries. But yeah, you ain't got a lot of kick it. 1238 by Childish Gambino. Um, real dope verse from 21 Savage. I think I brought this shit up in another podcast too. Um, Cardigan by Don Tolliver. I've been waiting for this song to drop since uh, that Travis Scott documentary where they previewed it. It definitely... I, I like this album, man. I, I, I want to I hear more, but I definitely like this album. I, I like this album more than I like the Jack Boys uh, EP. And the Jack Boys EP has grown on me. Um, I, I almost threw Out West on this playlist, but I just didn't feel like it fit. Um, but it, it easily could have slid in other than Cardigan. Um, and the last one I got is uh, Lost, Lost Kids Get the Money by Brent Fiaz. Uh, I I like Brent Fiaz's project. Fuck the World is a solid t- uh, a solid EP or album. I don't know what it's supposed to be. Um, I know Freeze had been working with him. Freeze used to work with another artist that we knew. And I remember meeting him and thinking, this nigga's solid, man. I feel like he got his head on straight. So uh, I, I'm glad to see that there's been product from... Um, I, it's hard. I go hard on R&B because I just don't like... I don't like a lot of filler. Like, I hate love songs and shit. So I love key hear dudes like that, and I feel like they're the babies of the weekend, but that's a whole other topic. Now, I, I do feel like they are, man, and I'm not mad at it, but but I'm not... Yeah, because you're a weekend fan, yeah. and I'm not saying that's a no, bad thing. I don't like none of the babies. I, I, I fuck with the babies, man. <laughs> I got to He got a lot of kids. I, I fuck with a that shit. A lot of kids. Shout out to my nigga Abel, bro. I'm trying to think, who, who else would you say is a baby? Amir? No, no, not even Amir. No, Tiller. Yeah, the Tillers of the world, man. Shout out Bryson Tiller. They're just not able, bro. And yeah. the next doors of the world. The next doors. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the weekend. <laughs> it's just remixes. Yeah, man. But I fuck with. Uh... They gotta make a wicked game for me to care, man. Shout out to Abel. I fucked uh, with I fucked with fuck the world. Uh, yeah. I like that project. Um, but yeah, that's my playlist. Uh, you you can find it on iTunes. I'm gonna make one for Spotify as well. Um, did you uh, put yours up already? Already? Yeah, yeah, I posted it. I need to I need to repost it and uh, download it. I ain't been on social media all day today. Let me check the time. I do got a couple more topics, man. Um, it's talk- been long. It's like it's been like an hour probably. Has it? Hell yeah. Uh, what have you been listening to? Nothing. Uh, I, I've been trying to make it through the Bodie James Alchemist album. I fucked with that tape. I I forgot to mention that. But I've been I listened to Lulu today too. Those are the two things I listened to. Uh, Price of Tea in China. Still not really gotten all the way through it, but I like what I heard so far. Uh, Shout out Alchemist, man. The joint with Benny was hard, and the joint with uh, Freddie Gibbs is dope. Shout out um, Alchemist. Shout out Bodie James. Uh, other than that, I ain't really been listening to nothing new. Uh, they just been going through classic music. I'm still listening to Jay Electronica, so. Yeah. Um, shout out Jay Electronica, written testimony. Love the album. Shout out Hove, man. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Niggas talking black shit, so kind of got my attention for right now. Other than that, I ain't been on no new shit. The new season of Harley Quinn just dropped, so DC, take my money. Uh, <laughs> other than that, isn't it a DC streaming network you yeah, gotta yeah, get? Yeah, yeah. Is you it on? Um, I mean, yeah. All right. No. 
Nigga trying to get me killed out here, man. Nah, man. <laughs> DC <laughs> no thing, Yeah, DC got money, man. Don't work a black nigga like me. Hell but yeah. uh, uh, nah, man. So yeah, but the new season of Harley Quinn dropped. I haven't watched it just yet, but uh, definitely gonna run through that. Yeah, but like I said, Baldy James, Harley Quinn. That's about it. Uh, for right now, still haven't touched Ozark. Might get to it. I'm gonna get to it eventually, man. It's just. I'm so far out of it now, man. I, I think I, I think it's probably a recap on YouTube somewhere, man. Yeah. That's what I was going to do. Yeah, I just don't care enough. But uh, shout out uh, Marty. <laughs> and Ruth. And Yo, Jason Bateman getting that check, man. Yeah. Jason Bateman was an outsider. Jason Bateman doubled back for a new season of Ozarks. Jason Bateman is like, Nigga. he's having a real Vince Vaughn run right now. Let's the Tony Kukoc of... Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it ain't quite the star, man, but I be goddamn this motherfucker don't make the wrong. He a dirt, bro. Yeah. He a dirt. Yeah. He a sharpshooter. He gonna make sure them shits count. Yeah, yeah, he make it count, bro. <laughs> you need a dirt, bro. Shout bro. out Jason Bateman, man. Also don't need a dirt. Yeah. yeah, man, shout out Jason Bateman. Uh I ain't got shit else. Um we gonna have some more content for you soon, man. Yeah. I'm gonna try. Sean gonna post a playlist. Yeah, uh, we had a conversation about Hughes, man. For all those that don't know about Hughes from Monday Blues, we did like a playlist series where we were just taking a lot of shit that we felt like mm, was reminiscent of a different era, but also songs that were used for famous hip hop samples, and we just called it Hughes from Monday Blues. Uh, some of it's topical, like I think I think I did a few just joints that were just like rap. Yeah, it's gonna be if you know you know type shit. I don't yeah. wanna, I don't want to get niggas sued and shit. But uh, we start some accidental <laughs> shit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, we gonna start doing more of those too, man. If you're so. listening, you're listening. Yeah. But yeah, you know, yeah, man, washed but never washed up. Um, yeah, I'll let it play when you see me in the street, bitch. Oh, uh, I said the edited version. It's cool. Uh, man. Shout out, Lil John. <laughs> T Pain. Yeah, yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Bill Withers again. Yeah, please, man. Yeah, man. Condolences to his family and all that. Man, I hope everybody doing good. I know his daughter do music, so shout out to her too. Yeah, R.I.P. Bill Withers. Got to end with that.